Greg, it's this amazing like underground television show. I don't think you've heard of it. Uh, it's called uh, The Office. I <laughs> love how you come around finally after all these years to watch some of these things. It's been even about like I've 15 told, years. I've given you so many recommendations, and then eventually you're like, oh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, where do you see Napoleon Dynamite? Hello, everyone. Oh, this no. is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you. For finding us, a lot to talk about today. But first off, I just want to say thank you to everybody who goes to our website, subscribes, and uh, subscribes by that I mean joining the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. You can become a member at six ninety nine a month. The first week is free, free, and thank you for doing so. If you can, we understand times are tough, so you may not be able to afford it. But if you can, hey, helps us out quite a bit. And so thank you, thanks for thanks for doing that. And also, when you do go to the website, there is also some new merch that you can check out. We do indeed have brand new merch. We do, and it's very exciting. So we have all sorts. So we're basically using the shield design for this uh, current round of merchandise. So we have face masks, uh, hats, sweatshirts, T-shirts. Yeah. yeah, it's we have all kinds of stuff uh, like coffee mugs. There's a really cool um, like jar, like mason jar with a handle kind of thing on it. So uh, for your loved ones, if you're looking for that perfect present. Oh, yeah. Now is the time. Now's the time. To give the gift of love. So give go to funemploymentradio.com. You can click on uh, store and then just look at all of our merch that we have. Yep. It's all right there. So thank you to everybody who's been ordering that stuff. We appreciate that. All right. So to get started here today, uh, like I said, we've got a few different things to get to. But um, Sarah, let's say this. Sarah mm-hmm. is kind of, as much as she watches like anything that's on Lifetime or any of this, uh, your, your really bad horror movies, you are reticent to watch actually good programs sometimes. This is, cor- I mean, yeah, but I, there are other like bad programs I can rewatch. For example, I just started uh, for the second time, I think. It's been like about six years since I've seen it. Just started watching Dawson's Creek again. What? Oh, Dawson's Creek is one of those that I have not ever watched. Yeah, that's all right. You don't need to watch it. I, I'm aware of who's fine. involved. It's like James Vanderbeek and the uh, and Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson and yeah, uh, I know who they are. Michelle, I can never remember her name. Blonde girl who uh, was married to Heath Ledger. Michelle Williams. Yes, Michelle Williams. Okay. Yes. All right. I mean, it's terrible, but it's also like this little teensy piece of shitty '90s nostalgia. I mean. I was watching the first episode, and they had Chumbawamba in it not once, but twice. And I'm like, is okay. Is that a good thing? It's a great thing. Really? It's a Chumbawamba? fantastic thing. I, I love, like, it has all these, like, really random but popular at the time, like, 90s songs. And it has all these, like, outfits I used to wear. And I really am finding it, just the shitty comfort of it is actually pretty lovely right now. Well, like, I, I could be watching something of quality. I will say for the timestamp for the future uh, historical archivists who are going through <laughs> this, this is Monday, November 23rd, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse. So this is where we're at. We're in full quarantine lockdown here in Portland, Oregon, anyway, and elsewhere in the Northwest. And I don't know where else everything is getting locked down, but that's where we're at uh, in the middle of the pandemic. So, yes, yes we're, we're we're revisiting March and revisiting all of those feelings that we've had since then. And it's just a one big Groundhog's Day loop that we are on. I did also and just get a notification that my uh, exploding heated vest is on its way from China. Yes, Sarah right ordered a, a vest that self-heats. A self-heating vest. A self-heating vest. Yes. So, anyway, so that's, a, that's where I'm at. Self-heating vest, Dawson's Creek. But also, because Greg and I were doing some work over the weekend, and we don't have a lot of shows that we can agree to watch together, and Greg really likes The Office. Well, I mean, I don't think that makes me some unique it, it does not. snowflake on that, because The does Office it seem is... seem like I'm accusing you? No. Of like... 
I'm saying what I'm saying with you're the, being defensive. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying that the, the office. I'm not being defensive. I'm actually saying you're kind of the odd person out on here for having not watched it. That's true. I've never watched. Like I've seen you know episodes here and there. I know who all the people are in it. Like I exist in America. I know you know like Michael Scott and all you know and who everybody is. But I didn't realize after watching it for so long over the weekend, because we were just, I was doing a bunch of like real estate stuff and Greg was doing some work and then we were doing some like fun employment radio work together as well. But it was on in the background for hours and it has like seeped into my subconscious. And last night I had a full on like, it seemed like days long, but you know, it was like a few hours when I did actually sleep dream that, uh, that I was buddies with Dwight <laughs> and that we were driving around on like a high speed chase it was very, very specific. He was driving, but we were also being chased in like this weird, I don't know, it's a city that exists in my dreams that I've been to before. It's like some version of New York. Okay. Uh, but we were being chased by all these cars that were all like, that, I don't know, this has nothing to do with the office, and I haven't eaten McDonald's in forever, but they were like McDonald's-themed cars that were like chasing us. They all had like big golden M's on the front of them. You were in a car with Dwight being from the chased, office. Being, being- chased by like roadsters that looked like um that all were covered in mcdonald's logos okay yeah this makes a lot of sense that's my brain but anyway yeah dwight that's the first time i don't have a lot of celebrities in my address but it wasn't even it wasn't rain wilson it was dwight yeah like the character in particular it was very weird the beat farmer yeah and he was talking about you know like how he could outrun them and stuff it was very odd that is definitely odd i can say i've never had a dream involving dwight from the office um (laughs) I think, you know, with since these are these kinds of times, like comfort television shows, I think are, they're, they're always important, but I've always had these shows, though, that I watch in the background, and I'll go through phases, mm-hmm. where it'll be The Office for a while, I'll go through the entire thing, um, for the most part, there's still a few in there that I haven't seen in, like, the mid-seasons, but, like, um, like The Office... Uh, Arrested Development is another one that's that's oh, yeah. a comfort show just because I know it, but then every time and then I can look up and maybe see something that I missed the first time. And I think everybody's got those, which I'm curious for the people who are in the what live chat. Shows are? Yeah, yeah, what your comfort shows are, like what those are. And another one for me is Parks and Rec, which I want to talk about comfort shows, but I also want to point out again, though, I was the one who introduced you to Parks and Rec. You did. Because you made fun of it, and you were like, who would ever want to watch that? Like, you, I mean, as as open as you are to a lot of things, you're also very snobby about some shows. Yeah, like when you said Napoleon Dynamite, ew, no. Napoleon, so the Napoleon Dynamite one, that one um, goes back to, back when we were in commercial radio and on the Rick Emerson show. And you made a comment one time on air that I still remember to this day, where you were like, um, I can never hang out with someone who likes Napoleon Dynamite. That's basically, that's paraphrasing it, but that's pretty close to what you said. And you you and Rick, I think Rick might have too. Oh, yeah, Rick hates it too. Yeah, we're both just ripping on Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and I was there in the other room like, well, I like Napoleon Dynamite quite a bit. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> Everyone can like what they want to like. No, I, but I mean, it was funny because, and certainly I've got these shows too, but you were uh, so specifically upset about Napoleon Dynamite and anybody who liked it. It's just... It, it, you know that I was younger then. I was judging people for what they liked. Now I'm not judging people for like liking it. I just don't like it myself. What is it that it's irritating? What um... everything about it's irritating. <laughs> everything. But why? Why is that? Everything. I I just like that movie immensely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, have I, you ever even watched it? Yes. You have seen it all I have the way seen through. It all the way through. Okay. No, because in order to like fully dislike something, you have to fully understand it. Yeah. I'm not a half disliker. Like it no. takes a, it takes a lot for me to dislike something, so I have to like commit fully. Uh huh. So yes, 
So, and again, not judging. I'm watching Dawson's Creek. Everybody we're not judging their, now. I'm not judging now. I'm older and wiser. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, Napoleon Dynamite, I always, I've always liked that movie, even though I haven't seen it in quite a while. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it does remind me of growing up in a small town because there are those, you know, they're they're kind of cartoonish versions in Napoleon Dynamite, but there are those people definitely everywhere. There are certainly. In, in small towns. You have yeah. somebody like... <laughs> See, even the shuddering you're doing right now, I think is funny. Um, but I'm saying, you know, you've come around on Parks and Rec. Like, oh, Parks and Rec is hilarious. I know, but you were the same way, though, about that. When no, but I've also seen... Like, now that I've seen Parks and Rec, like, I was... Now I that was you've a, seen it. I was about that because I hadn't seen it. I've seen Napoleon Dynamite. But you saw it once many, many years no, ago. No, I've seen it a couple times, I think, and I've just left the room. I think this is this is an interesting... Um, All right, fine. If I rewatch Napoleon Dynamite, you have to rewatch Drag Me to Hell. Oh God, Drag Me to Hell is so bad. It is not. It is great. Oh, it really is bad though. Okay, I would because I was I was thinking about this like shows that I've just pushed off, and I have said it for years that I dislike Drag Me to Hell. I'm I'm not a huge. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not a huge Sam Raimi guy. Some of his stuff, yes, I do like. Okay, see, and that's the difference. I I like Sam Raimi. Yeah, some some of his stuff, yes, and I can't remember all, everything, so I'm not going to blanketly say I don't like Evil all. Of, yeah, it's yeah. I know you're not supposed to. If oh. I say anything at all, I know I'll just get tons of shit about it. Oh yeah, Evil this Napoleon Dead's Dynamite fine. thing. You've just it's painted fine. me into a corner. I'm going to get like angry messages from <laughs> people like, "Wow, Sarah, you were like, I thought you were cool, but you're actually a piece of shit." I'm, somebody writes that. That's the going a little. Oh over no, there. I've gotten those before. And then oh like, yeah, and then I'm like, oh, that's. Okay, so that's the thing. That's that's the that's the hill you die on. <laughs> uh, the hill that people die on a lot is when I make bets about uh, random guesses about what team is going to win in the sports battle. I've gotten a lot of angry emails over that stuff. What? But, I'm sorry. Uh, si- side note: in the chat, I'm looking. Our friend Tony just posted a new Lifetime movie, and it's called Ruthless Realtor. There you go. How have I not watched this? A couple faced repeated warnings from a real estate agent that their lives are in grave danger. What? How does this exist? Yeah. I haven't watched it. Well, there you go. Well, I know what I'm doing. I'm kind of amazed that you haven't watched it either. Yeah. But but going back to some of these, like, comfort shows. Now, you're watching Dawson's Creek. I know that you've watched, like... Uh, Gossip Girl is one of mine that I go to. Uh, Brothers and Sisters is another one. Parenthood. Is another one the television show or the movie? Uh, the television show. Okay, is, the movie is Parenthood. the Steve Martin one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the t- TV show is like loosely based on on the premise of that. Okay. Um, uh, Beverly Hills Nine Two and of course. I've watched yeah. Buffy a couple times. That's a good one. I just like uh, I just like ones with a lot of like pretty people. Very bland, pretty people. Yeah, with like really stupid problems. With oh, real rich people problems. Yeah, just rewatch Revenge. That was a really great quarantine watch because it's just so over the top. Mike is asking, uh, are all of these, are, are these all set in small towns full of white people? Correct. Except for, I, I was just going to say one that isn't. It's uh, the new uh, version of Dynasty, which has three seasons now. <laughs> I didn't even know they redid Dynasty. Oh my God. I got my sister uh, on Dynasty and she we talked about it for like 20 minutes. She's like, Sarah. How did I not know that this existed? It's amazing. It has all different people, like different um, ethnicities and, and sexualities and stuff. And it's like this really diverse cast of just a trashy ass show. It's amazing. Okay. It's set in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And it is just 
Um, and it has Grant Show as the patriarch. I think I've talked about this. I don't know yeah. who Grant Show is. Grant Show was from Melrose Place. He was one of the okay. main dreamy guys. He was like the bad boy. Okay. In Melrose Place. And um, yeah, that show is... Grant Show. Okay, I'll have to look him up and see. Okay. Oh, I recognize that guy as being like that kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and Mike, yes, for the record, it is a lot of shows set in small towns with white people. Yes. Yeah. Or rich, rich, or like rich, enclaves. rich people. Yeah. Like a lot Hills. of them in the Hamptons or in, in New York. Uh, uh, like, yeah, just like, you know, living the, the posh fake lives. Because I don't watch the reality their shows. Their big issues is where who's people sleeping are with who. Actually, yes, where people are actually living the lifestyles, like the Real Housewives stuff. I don't watch that. But I like watching TV and movie adaptations <laughs> of said lifestyles. You like the fictionalized version of that. Yes, but then also like with Dawson's Creek, they're just in a little tiny town in Massachusetts living their lives, uh-huh. trying to get by day by day. Really? For some reason, I thought that was actually in Texas. I thought Dawson's Creek was in Texas or something. No, I have no idea why. It's in New England. And uh, yeah, and Joey uh, lives right down the creek from Dawson and she'll row her little rowboat down there. And then they talk in like really big words about Steven Spielberg movies and their sexuality. <laughs> wow. It's ridiculous. All it's right. like every time, I think this is, this might be the second time I've rewatched it. Because I remember years ago, Don Taylor and I were wa- watching it at the, we were watching it at the same time. Mm hmm. I think it was like five or six years ago. So now it just came back on Netflix and I'm going, I, I started it, so I'm going to finish it. It's being noted. Napoleon Dynamite is somehow more realistic than any of these things that you've just mentioned. <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> Who needs real? It's an escape from real. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, but now you are, you know, you're watching The Office and this is like, is this really your first time through watching it? Yes. I've, I've seen a lot of... Like, it's just mind-boggling to me that you've made it this far without having encountered that show. No, and I know because Greg and I are on... We were watching season three, and it's when Jim and Pam aren't together, and Greg starts messing with me, and he's just like... I'm like, oh, so they're not together yet. And he's like, they don't get together. And I know that they do. <laughs> I mean, there's the I've accident seen also the later... before. Shut up. Well, I mean, no, there is an accident. You've seen that, right? No. The season four when it ser- no seriously when it gets very I'll just prepare you ahead dark. of time. Stop it doesn't it. get dark, but there's a couple of episodes where it's Pam gets in an accident and she's in the hospital for quite a while, and it gets like really serious. So you can look it up. Like people will talk about season four of The Office. You all the time. cannot lie. I'm telling you, you they talk are about season a four. Horrible of the liar. Wait till you see it. Yeah, you're a terrible liar. No, I'm there's the incident you, that you happens. have this like smug little <laughs> smirk on your face. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was a very uh, heart, you know, heart wrenching episode. But it is fun to see um, the guy who's uh, Whammy, who's who's the guy that we've had on the show several times. Oh, Packer. Yeah, Packer. But uh, and we've had him on several times. Why am I blanking on his name? I am David. Too. Uh, David Keckner. Yeah, David Keckner. Yeah. So because he is like the nicest guy, and it's and it's because I've never seen him play that role. Oh, he's the or, worst. He is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, but he's hilarious. Yeah. No, he's great at it. And then I remember like sitting in the studio with him several times where he's just like, he was super inspiring to talk to. He gave me one of the best mantras that I still use to this day. Yeah. What like was that, it that he said? Uh, touch something once. Oh, like, that's it. someone sends you a message, like I legit think about that like at least once every couple of days. Yeah, he's I like, need to don't go back put, to Don't put things off. He's like, if you open an email, respond to it. Like don't yeah. put things off. Like see something, touch it once, be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that is funny. So you're seeing Packer for the first time. You're seeing all that stuff from the office. Yeah, and then in the meantime, like, yeah, Dwight has crept into my dream. Is there anything that you've picked up from watching it that you didn't realize was part of, like, the cultural terminology? Not 
particularly like because I already knew the cultural terminology of the office. Like I knew all yeah. the stereotypes, but That's I what did she said. see. Oh boy. Oh. Okay. But I did notice because I saw somebody talk about this how Parks and Rec and the Office are so similar because they have the same like stereotypes of different people in both settings. Yeah. 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 So it's it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's kind of like the same. It's kind of the same show, but in like different settings, which I could kind of see that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yes, that's true. I mean, there is there are some similarities when it comes over there. Um, but I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're going through it. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I I really like it. Well, along those lines, is there a show that you think I should watch that I have missed out on? Dawson's Creek. I mean, Dawson's Creek. No. That just sounds so much not up my alley. And I realize I'm doing the same thing. Like, do you really think I would enjoy it? No. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to. I I don't know. You're. No, I'm just asking. You don't have to have an answer. No, I know, I'm... but I want to think about it. Yeah. Because I want to. Okay. Because I do think. Well, do you have any shows that you're if obsessed you will... with right now? That I'm obsessed with? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was watching my Barbarian show, but I put that on hold because I can't do things because it's all in German and Italian. So I have to watch it. Oh. So I have to like read it. You make fun and... of me for not watching subtitled shows. Oh, no, I usually will. But now I'm, I'm like trying to do things at the same time. So I, you have to I sit don't... down and like yeah. really focus if you're going to watch that. So I've kind of spaced those ones out. Um, no, I've been I've been super obsessed. And I talked about it on the show. I've been super obsessed with Turn. And I know this is a show that wasn't even probably that popular when it was on, but it did four seasons somehow on AMC. And I am totally obsessed with it right now. What is Turn about? It's Turn, colon, Washington Spies. Oh. It's about, about the Revolutionary War and George Washington and his spy network. And then, uh, and then there's the British, you know, with their spies. And then there's the Rangers. And then there's that evil Captain Simcoe, who's just a terrible person. And he talks like that. And, um, well, what a pleasure to see you here today. I hope you didn't find yourself in any kind of trouble, did you? Abraham. Yeah, and that's how he talks. He has this weird high voice, and he's super evil. Um, it's... I just looked at the camera. I was pulling a gym from the office. Yes, like you did. A... You did the camera look. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm. I don't know why, and I don't even know anybody that's actually watched that show. But I, my, my dad probably did. Maybe, yeah, he'd be the first person I've ever met that has watched it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's. <laughs> It's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's being noted when I looked into the camera and spoke like that. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I think some other lines that he said. I hope you didn't find it too troublesome, did you, Miss Strong? I would like you to give me a kiss. Yeah, that's seriously a line. Yeah. I only require one payment, a kiss. Gross. Uh, oh no, Simcoe's super gross. He's he's honestly, I will say, you know when. When you think about like villains and TV shows, and I know again, this is like a one percent reference that nobody's going to understand who has watched Turn, except for maybe your dad, uh, is that this guy is like one of the best villains I've I've ever seen on camera. He's like the classic like Revolutionary War British stereotype um, asshole, and you know that you you picture of like this pompous, you know, it's a complete stereotype. And again, apologies to our British listeners, but you know the stereotype one. And, uh, and yeah, and he's just pure evil, but he masks it in politeness and he has this weird high voice. (laughs) Major Andre, a shame what happened to your horse. What did he do to the horse? Spoiler. Yeah. He murdered the horse. Yeah. He poisoned the horse with an apple. Major Andre loved his horse very much. And so, uh, that's a spoiler. Sorry. 
If you're going to start watching it, I'll, that's the only spoiler I'll give. But he's scary. So I've been, I've been so obsessed, with, obsessed that. with I've him, been yeah. obsessed with that show. And I, but as a villain role, I respect how good he is because every episode I want him to die so badly. Like I am ready for that character to be gone. And, uh, and he's oh, it's like it, uh, in the boys with that woman. Yes. Like she was. Well, he is such... the version of that. Okay. Cause she was, I disliked her so much. I mm-hmm. respected her. Um, yeah. Te- um, like so much as an actress. A hundred percent. That's an accurate comparison. And, and again, no spoilers to that, but it's when you have somebody who's just so good at being such an unlikable character, but you know, they're necessary for the show. Like they keep you watching, mm-hmm. but you hate them at the same time. Like, like Joffrey. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. You know, characters, people like who can do that. you want him to die the whole time and then, yeah. then something happens. You're just like, oh. Well, and then All you right. hear interviews with these people <laughs> and you still like hold that like slight grudge because you're just like, oh, you son of a bitch. But it's like, it's just some some just person an who's asshole. an actor yeah. who's like, just doing their role. He's like, I'm just good at my job. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. Like I saw an interview with Joffrey, I think after he stopped playing that role and he just seemed like the <laughs> nicest guy. Like he's just, and he quit acting because of that. Because uh, of that role. Rick is saying, "Does he sound like the six fingered man from the Princess Bride, or is that just Greg's impression of the voice?" Ah, uh, like you know, honestly, it's been so long since I've seen the Princess you Bride. You do sound I'm... like him. He's like he talks like that. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit like that. Major Andre, what a delight to see you here today. Yeah, I don't. He's... That fanciful talk is kind of unnerving. It's really unnerving, and I'm telling you, that's actually a pretty good impression. That's that's not that bad. I mean, it's not that hard, but it's not that bad. Like that's how unnerving it is. But um, yeah, I always I always appreciate those kind of people who are just just hone <sighs> their craft. No, because you just I'm just I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like you really dislike them. Mm-hmm. Like they're that good of a villain that it's like oh I hate you. But that's how good they are. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, turn. I'm totally obsessed obsessed with. I'm watching that a lot. Oh, and okay. I can tell you right now, a thousand percent, you would not like that show. Oh, yeah. Not in, I don't think you'd like a single piece of it. Mm, I agree. There is, there is. I hate war shows. And my dad used to make my sister and I watch war movies when I was a kid. I still know. Well, now there is some classic aristocrat, like, love triangle things going on. You're watching a soap opera. Oh, it's it's a soap opera. It's a soap opera mixed in. You're watching it's, a Revolutionary War soap opera? I'm telling you, that's why I can't, as much as I was making fun of you for Dynasty and stuff like that, like the shows that I watch, they are soap operas. I told you about Narcos, or actually, less, uh, not, not Narcos, excuse me, um, less Sons of Anarchy. I mean, that was soap opera-y for sure, but nowhere near as much as the Mayans. Mayans MC is, that's the sequel to Sons of Anarchy, and it is pretty much only a soap, soap opera with beheadings. That's about what it is. That's that's what okay. That sums up pretty well what Mayans MC is, and you know I watched every minute of it for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I'm uh, that's where I'm at. All right, I'm looking to see what anybody what other people were saying that theirs were. Oh, they're way back there. Yeah. Oh, MST3K. Yeah, that's a yeah. That one's that's a good one. You can definitely that's a good background show. That is. To watch on that. Maybe I need to watch The Room again. Oh, I don't. I think I'm done with that. <laughs> I think I'm done with The Room when it comes down to it. I just don't know if I can uh, ever go back and watch that one again. All right. Well, anyone who's mad at me for not liking Napoleon Dynamite, I'm very happy that you got something out of the movie that I didn't. I'm sure I like a lot of movies that you think are really stupid. 
I mean, true. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I think though, for a uh, for a study, if you had to watch Napoleon Dynamite, and you watch Drag Me to Hell, I will watch Drag Me to Hell again. I will give it another shot. But we need to. Be I can there. already tell you, Aaron Duran is writing an email to me right now, all pissed <laughs> off about me saying Drag Me to Hell sucks. <laughs> I know I can feel him writing this sometime in the future whenever he's listening to this. Uh, Keelan says Sarah's snark level is a thousand today. I just, I already I know, know that I'm going to get, right? I know that I'm going to get the emails. I just know. And you're the one that brought it up. I did not even want to bring that up. No, I know. I brought it up. Yeah. You brought it up. Mm-hmm. That wasn't what we were going to talk about. Yeah. And that's you're why it was a smart jerk. move for me to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's, um, I don't know. So I guess the bottom line is you're having dreams of Dwight. I have had some Revolutionary War dreams lately. I don't know why I'm on this kick with it. I have no that idea. That does not sound like a relaxing dream. Um, no. No. Tell me, is there something you you'd the like to guy? share with us? No, not, not at all. you poisoning people's horses? No, 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 no. I told mm. you. He's like bad. He's bad. Um, seeing some comments here. Trina just said, I tried watching Mayans this past weekend, but couldn't get into it because it was too soap opera-y. It gets way soap opera-y. It's very That is one of the opera. ones that you would say. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm watching my motorcycle soap opera. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's my motorcycle soap opera. Um, yeah, that's, that is all that show is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone needs to find their little sources of ridiculous. Turn is a little bit of a mix of both. You get some historical, like, actual war spy stuff, and then you get, well, the debutante from Philadelphia. No, I, I keep going to that voice. It's very unnerving. Oh, no. This is going to be in your tip yeah, for you, isn't it? It is. Yes. Well, hello, Miss Strong. What a shame that your husband is no longer with us. Don't ask for a kiss while looking into the camera again. I would like to. <laughs> the only payment people. I require is one kiss. That is so <laughs> creepy. It's so creepy. And I'm sorry, everyone, but it's just, it's, it's really creepy. Stop looking at me with your creepy face. I hope the melancholy doesn't take over the rest of your... your battalion, Major Andre. You already have so few soldiers. Hello, my friends. Let's get the fuck away from that. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. I'm sorry, everyone. I apologize. (laughs) You're fine. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, first story. Are you giving everybody nightmares? I am giving everyone nightmares right now, and I apologize. I'm going to get myself out of that. I can't go into that voice. Can't go too deep down that rabbit hole. No. All right, first story. An Indonesian man became a millionaire overnight after a meteor crashed through his roof. And he was able to sell it for a substantial amount of money. Uh, it's a 33-year-old man who's a coffin maker from Sumatra who became astronomically richer. Oh, I guess I the puns. After he recently sold the meteorite for over one million pounds. A million pounds. Uh, so he was working That's outside a lot of, of his home uh, when the 2.1 kilogram space rock smashed through the tin roof of his veranda. So the sound was so loud that parts of the house were shaking. After I searched, I saw that the tin roof of the house had broken. When I lifted it, the stone was still warm. Mm. The meteorite is carbonaceous chondrite, an extremely rare variety estimated to be 4.5 billion years old. Riches just fell out of the sky Mm -hmm. for this guy. 
Uh, he now has sold the rock to a specialist collector uh, with apparently a lot of money named Jared Collins. <laughs> it's Jared Collins of the USA. So Mr. Collins of somewhere in the United States of America. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess that, and then Mr. Collins took it and resold it to another collector who has now stored it in liquid nitrogen at the Center for Meteorite Studies at Arizona State University. So he did not say exactly how much he was paid for the rare rock, but he did say it was over a million pounds. Uh, he says with the money he has received, he plans to retire and build a new church in his village. Oh, how nice. Just fell from the sky. Man. I mean, he's lucky he didn't crush him, but... Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Just like, boom, hey, you're rich. There's a meteorite. That's kind of cool. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, what can I say? I think you said it. It wouldn't be my luck. That's not how that would work out for me. No, you'd be squished. Yes. Next up out of Cleveland, a customer left a $3,000 tip for a single beer at a, vol at a restaurant that was closing because of the COVID-19 pandemic. I That's very you, nice. When I was a bartender... I mean, I'm sure I'm, I might not be finished being a bartender, but um, when I was bartending, like, that's your dream. Like, to just see if, like, oh, will somebody be... Because you hear about those stories. Mm -hmm. And you're always like, well, will today be the day yeah. that somebody comes in? So it's an unnamed man who they say they know, but they don't want to name him because they knew that he wouldn't want to be named. He ordered a beer and then asked for his check, which came to $7. Uh, so this was in Cleveland at a bar called Night Town. Uh, the owner, Brandon Ring, wrote on Facebook. So uh, Ring said the man wished him well and told him to share the tip with the, other, the four other employees who were working brunch service. As the man walked out, Ring said he looked down at the tip and realized that he had left $3,000 on the $7 beer tab. He said, I ran after him uh, to make sure that, to tell him that he had made a mistake. And he said, I made no mistake. I'll see you when you reopen. Uh, Ring said he won't post, post the customer's name because he thinks the man wouldn't want that. The owner said he and his serving staff were humbly grateful for this incredibly kind and grand gesture. I will tell you, um, a few of my server friends before this last lockdown have been posting and they've been getting people who, um, you know, come in and just like they'll order a drink or two and like tip a hundred bucks, which is super great. I mean, you gotta support folks who, yeah, know, if you have, the, if you have the means away. to do it, hundred percent. Yeah, if you do, yeah. exactly. And if you have the means, mm. that's always really nice. Just like it's a heartwarming story. For sure. That's good. That's a good people. I like to hear about the good people. You just like to mimic the bad ones. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I will leave you a tip. I only require. <laughs> oh my God. Mike says it's the same as the voice. Yeah, Mike's. You're only made of moonlight. Oh, yeah. It is similar to that voice. You're not real. You're not real. You're not real. Oh, God. We can't start that again. We did that for like two years. Yeah, I know. It was a while. <laughs> I'm being told to stop it. I'm so sorry. If we're losing listeners, please don't un, uh, drop don't, your membership to the... Please don't unsubscribe because of Greg's creepiness. I'm sorry. Or for my not liking Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I boy. love it. Really batting it out of the park here. It's great. And Greg promises to never do that voice again. See, everything's fine. You gotta stop talking about it because it keeps coming back. A website dedicated to reviews of electronic uh, devices and services is offering a cheer-loving cinephile the chance to make twenty-five hundred dollars by completing an unusual job oh. by watching twenty-five classic holiday films in twenty-five days. You're not really a Christmas film person, though. I got a few that I like. You know, what I think would be good for this, Jacob. He does love his Christmas movies. Oh yeah, he does. He's really weird about it. He loves that and shame Taco Bell that he buries in the garbage. 
You love shame Taco Bell that you bury in the garbage. Oh. Uh, reviews.org, that's the name of the website, said that they're looking for a chief holiday cheermeister who would receive $2,500 and year-long subscriptions to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, and Apple TV. The person will be required to watch 25 pre-selected holiday classics, including Elf, It's a Wonderful Life, The Polar Express, and Home Alone. I have seen two of those movies. You haven't seen... Which have you not seen? You haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life? I've seen... I, I think, don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. I've seen parts of it. And I know you probably haven't seen The Polar Express. I have not seen The Polar yeah. Express. That's the book that usually we read every Christmas. Hi, I'm 40. Well, the cheermeister will then be required to complete a questionnaire about each film, and at the end will select the best of the bunch. Applications are being accepted on the website uh, through December 4th, so you can apply right now, and the winner will be announced December 7th. Yeah, I don't think I'm into that. Well, no, never mind. I need the money. Yeah, sure, okay. Do you have to, like, write a report on it? Cause I also have a it play. said that you have to write a summary. I can look Complete a questionnaire about each film. I can just look that up. Wow, Greg. Or just have them playing on the background. I mean, there's the background show and get paid for it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to Do you get cut that. this part out of the podcast? No. And finally, in this just riveting world of crazy I found, hey, guess what today is? It's National Eat a Cranberry Day. What a do you single know? cranberry? On November 23rd, National Eat a Cranberry Day encourages us to take a bite of a cranberry. Let me tell you a bit about cranberries. Found in acidic bogs throughout the cooler regions of the Northern Hemisphere, cranberries are a group of evergreen dwarf shrubs or trailing vines that grow up to seven feet long and eight inches high. Their stems are slender and wiry, and they have small evergreen leaves. Cranberry flowers are dark pink with very distinct reflexed petals, leaving the style and stamens fully exposed and pointing forward. The fruit of the cranberry plant is a berry that is larger than the leaves and is initially white, but when ripe, turns a deep red. Why are you reading it like that? Here's some cranberry facts for National Cranberry Day. Cranberry fact number one. Fact. Cranberry's acidity overwhelms their sweetness. Fact. There's a major commercial crop in Massachusetts, where Dawson's Creek is set, New Jersey, Oregon, Washington, and Wisconsin. Yeah, cranberries are big in Oregon. Fact, however, Wisconsin leads in cranberry production with over half of the U.S. production. Oh. Fact, we find mo- might find cranberries processed into products such as juices, sauce, jam, or dried cranberries, which you put on salad, which is super gross. I love dried cranberries. I've got a, I've got a package of them sitting there in my cupboard right now. Timely fact. Cranberry sauce is considered an indispensable part of a traditional American Thanksgiving meal. I don't like cranberry sauce. What? What kind of person are you? Gross. I don't want to eat cranberry sauce. Oh, it's delicious. Thanksgiving's going to be sad enough. I don't want to eat your sad cranberry sauce. Uh, do you eat it out of the tell- can or do you make it? Out of the can. Like an American. No, I either like it in the solid kind. I do like it when it's like chunky, when you have like the actual berries in there. I like that one better. But... I like cutting the can. Like the my my job is always to cut the the cranberry from the can because you follow the lines. It's really fun. It's very relaxing. It's Fact, delicious. Due to their nutrient content and antioxidant qualities, raw cranberries are marketed as a super fruit. Yeah, because there's all kinds of good stuff with it. That's why the three... dried ones are very good. Them and blueberries. Two of my favorite berries. Blueberries. 
fact, there are three to four species of cranberry classified into two sections. Okay. Yes. Producers make white cranberry juice from cranberries harvested after they've matured. Don't you hate it when people say that? Yeah, I do. Matured. But before someone turn, but before they turn their characteristic dark red color. Fact: Some producers make cranberry wine in the cranberry growing regions of the United States. And fact: Laboratory studies indicate the extracts containing cranberry may have anti-aging effects. Yes. Also, the word cranberry comes from the word craneberry, first named by the early European settlers in America who felt the expanding flower stem, calyx, and petals uh, resembled the neck, head, and bill of a crane. What delicious crab. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Major. myself. <laughs> Happy Cranberry Day, everybody. <laughs> huh. Okay. Oh, I mean, I did learn about cranberries there. That is that is good. These are good things to to know about. I had something else I was going to talk about. Now I don't even know what it is, just because you you mentioned that. Oh, it was because you were talking about how um, <laughs> uh, this guy found the meteorite and won all that money. Did you know the most the world's most expensive video game was auctioned off over the weekend? Guess what it was? What was it? No guess. Mario Brothers. Yes, but which one? Three. Yes. You already saw no, this. No, I didn't. You? I swear to God, I didn't. I have not seen it. It was Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, that was a huge. I remember because my dad actually bought that right when it came out, and I was obsessed with playing that. Mm-hmm. I still have it on Nintendo. Um, you could fly. That was so yeah, cool. Yeah, that was good. But uh, somebody had it in, in, in mint condition in a box, like in one of those cases. So, oh, like the plastic case yeah, thing? Yeah, the plastic case thing. But this one was different because the brothers, the text was like off-centered a little bit. And then they corrected it at a certain point, but it was off-center. And then it had, uh, and then the, it was in very good condition. So, But somebody paid, I think it was $165,000. Wow. $165,000 for this thing. That, uh, that, yeah, that's what it was. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Was there any uh, talk of balls that you wanted to do? Um, I can do some brief ball talk. Yeah, because I know that there was some... Some quick ball talk. Yeah, some exciting news. Yes. Maybe. Yes. In theory, if it plays, there we go. Silence. No, you're supposed to... I'm going to be able to... Well, I was going to, but then... You keep missing the... Okay, just try it again. I'm Greg Dibbler. Let's talk false. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> All right. Some brief ball talk. Let's do this. Let's talk about the NBA, where free agency began. And there was a lot of movement going on. So the Blazers, um, they did make some moves. I heard they were good moves. They were good moves. It's kind of a rare offseason where we have that. Uh, Robert Covington. The third of the Houston Rockets. Just, no, I, I don't. It's probably not the third. It just sounds like it would have the. the they third did have after. a player who was signed on who was the third. Harry Giles the third. Okay, because um, Robert Covington sounds like it has a third. After it, it does kind of sound like that. Um, he is a very good player, actually. He's a good defensive player, which our defense sucks. So um, that was a good move. Got him from Houston. Um, they had, had to trade Trevor Ariza. Uh, uh, Hassan Whiteside is probably not going to be back. Mm. It's too bad. I do like Whiteside a lot, but what do you got to do? Cantor is back. I talked about that. Uh, and uh, one of the 
cool things. You know, not that he's what he used to be, but still, he chose to come back here, and this is a big deal for if you're a fan of the Portland Trailblazers. Carmelo Anthony chose to come back to Portland. Oh, that's awesome. He could have signed, probably a lot of places would have signed him to a, to a deal, to a one-year deal, especially after last year, but he wanted to be back in Portland. So he's re-signing for another year. Well, that's a way to build brand loyalty. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty move. good, I mean, look, for a lot of teams, this were, this were the Lakers or, you know, some of these other, Miami or something, uh, Boston, like these teams that may not be as big a deal, but for a small town team, Portland, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. When a guy who's a Hall of Famer decides to re-sign, and this year, if he scores like he did last year, he's going to move into the top 10 of scoring of all time in the NBA. But anyway, Carmelo wow. Anthony back. It's cool. cool. It's good. And they, they made some other moves that were really good as well. But uh, Blazers, good job. All right. And, and it starts soon, right? Yes. I believe Christmas Day is when it starts. Um, they were finishing that up. I'm trying to remember. December 22nd. All right. So less than a month away. Yeah. It's a shortened season. So December 22nd to, oh no, then the rest of it they're going to run like normal, but but shortened because it's starting later than technically normal. There we go. That concludes this edition of Balls. That's great. It's what I had. Great balls, Greg. It's what I'm doing. Thank you for not doing it in the voice. I am going to cut out what you just said right there. All right. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. For tuning in to what I'm we know we're ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> it's a ridiculous time. Especially to be in entertainment. Well, to be in anything. Really anything's ridiculous. It's all ridiculous right now. But I thank everybody who tunes into this show. And um, what we would like is also, if you'd like to check out our merchandise, funemploymentradio.com. Slash store. There's a banner there on the front page, and uh, it'll link. You'll find a link, an image, and a link that goes to um, our some new merch. It's all based off the Front Employment Radio Shield for this time. So uh, take a look, pick something up for the holidays. Buy your your loved one a new sweatshirt, or a face mask, or a face mask, or a hat. Yes, there are a couple different hats on there. There's three different hats to choose from. Oh, interesting. Cool story, bro. Wow. Trying trying to pitch this for us. (laughs) Anyway. Pitch at the end. This is your time for the pitch at the or I I give it at the beginning. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash store. Greg, that's wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Like I said, seriously, thank you. Uh I do I know I keep talking about it, but I just want to reiterate. Well, you're working on it, so genuinely have a new product, um, a new show, a new thing that I'm very excited about launching. Uh it's a lot of work. To get it up off the ground, and um, been working on it since five this morning, and we're gonna we're get getting closer. Anyway, that's the bottom line. Getting closer, and as soon as it's out there, I will certainly be promoting it across all kinds of places, and uh, and I hope everybody can tune in and subscribe to absolutely. It's gonna be coming out. I'm, I'm excited about it, and uh, yeah, we'll be able to share it. Very I've seen soon. some of it, and it looks awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think we're we're almost there. Uh, but just not quite. So anyway, there's that. To to be continued. Okay. She'll be announced as something. Okay, okay. Um tomorrow on the show we're joined by Rick Emerson. Thank you for the nod, Sarah. That works really great on podcasting. Sarah's nodding. Wow, I'm sorry, am I supposed to be talking? 
thought you were giving the grand finale, Greg. I thought you were going to be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Wow. She's trying to promote it. I thought you were going to do the creepy voice. That You should have ended with the creepy voice. Oh, I've realized how many people have said things about that creepy voice. Just say that uh, you give him a face mask. I only require one. (laughs) Gross. It's so gross. All right, bye. Bye.